Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's going on, projectors? Welcome back to the show. We have another good one uh, going into the Super Bowl week. Well, technically the Pro Bowl week, but next week will be the Super Bowl week. But we're here to break down the NFC and the AFC Conference Championship games, what Caleb and I thought about um, those matchups and what we see or think going forward from here in the Super Bowl. And yeah, so we're going to get into that. And of course, Caleb is on the show again. What's going on, Caleb? What's up? How's it going? It's going good. Hanging in there. Um, I don't know which one you want to break down first, but I guess we'll just go in order of how they, they went. Uh, the first game we had at the 1 o'clock spot on Sunday was the Bengals versus the Chiefs. A very entertaining game. There's definitely a, a couple of big takeaways from this game in particular. Maybe the emergence of Joe Burrow and the collapse uh, of uh, Patrick Mahomes. What would you say was more prominent in this, this game, this particular matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you nailed it. I thought, I thought really like that game that played right before halftime, where I think you just got to blame Patrick Mahomes on that one where he passed the ball to Tyreek on the left side. Like, yeah, on the left side, and he got stopped. There was like five seconds left. That play was basically, I think, cost him the game honestly. Because if they had scored even a field goal, there would have been would have been huge. They would have went up, what like twenty four to ten, I believe, if they scored at least a field goal. Um, yeah. And obviously it came down to a what a three point game, so that was a big mistake by Patrick Mahomes, I think. That could probably, like I said, probably cost him the game. The funny thing that I saw was, I think um, so they, I think it was third down or first or second down. I don't remember exactly, but they had a play before that, where Patrick Mahomes just threw it into the ground and it was an incomplete pass, and it was five seconds left. And I think Andy Reid was calling in the field goal unit, but then like Patrick Mahomes kind of waved it off and like kind of pleaded for another chance. Yeah. And obviously they didn't get it. So I, I don't know. I just feel like that's that's just interesting. Um, yeah. What make, what make him out of that? I, I honestly thought of that whole moment and then what led afterwards, my, my perception looking at it now is a little bit of cockiness from the first how first three of the touchdowns were so easy and they definitely were very, very easy. But I think... When they tried to go for it, and you know Patrick Mahomes called it off, and then he threw it not in the end zone, but he threw it to Tyree Kill, thinking, "Hey, Tyree Kill can just speed past and we'll score again. No big deal. Keep it up." But momentum shifts are huge, especially in a playoff game. That and was a huge momentum. It was a hu- sure. it was a huge moment, and I think it was a huge mistake for a the coach not taking control, letting a player dictate it on the field. But I think that's the difference between some. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to like all of a sudden bring down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but they really did have a moment to stay in control, make the smart move, and proceed forward. And it, honestly, I'm gonna, I know I don't make me seem like a homer here, but that's exactly what the Patriots probably would have done in that situation because you know, it's like, no, no, no. You think with clarity. You go with the sure thing. We keep building. We're not good enough. We still have to keep going and pushing. We're not. But there was a lot of – there was a lot of cockiness behind a lot of the, the play in the first half. And, you know, t- to their own right, but to a point. But you really got to focus on the game of putting the game away, especially. But, you know, giving them that little inch where it didn't need to be, like you said, they lost by three. 
They didn't need to go for that touchdown at that moment. They should have taken those three points. Easy peasy. Let's get those three. And it really pushes the Bengals out of reach, really demoralizes them. There was no point to going for the touchdown at that, at that point in the game. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, looking back on it, and for you, obviously, you, you felt the same. So I just thought it was a huge mistake that there's a little bit loss of a control of momentum and the team at that point, which was, I think, their ultimate downfall was was that play. That was the moment it changed everything because the Bengals came out in the second half and really just, just ruled. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think you nailed it. And just the other thing, got to give credit to um, uh, the Bengals and mostly Joe Burrow. He just he played really, really well. And I just, it just felt like every third down, you know, like third and five or third and long that he just got, he just kept moving the chains over and over in the second half. And whether he was running for it, which is, um, I guess you don't see that, that too often, but he was scrambling to get the first downs. He was, you know, accurate when he was passing the ball downfield and that that kid, man, he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I absolutely and I absolutely agree. Like, there's a lot of teams that that might happen to where the Chiefs, you know, gave that momentum swing to them, and a lot of teams won't take the bite. But Joe Burrows has proven to us, you know, a couple weeks here, and then you know for LSU is that he's a winner, and he's not gonna step down for something. And if you give him something like that, you give him an opportunity and a chance, he's gonna take full advantage of it, and that's what he did, and he made them pay. That was the kind of the cool part to see the emergence of Joe Burrow in that moment was like, I'm going to come back and now dominate this game because you left the door open and now we're, the Bengals are going to take over. And he led his team to victory. Like you say, you know, doing a little bit of out-of-character things that are almost reminded me a little bit of Brady-esque or like just a, a player who wants a championship because he was just like, you know what? If I have to run the ball for a first down, I will. And I'll make all the plays because you left the door open. You didn't take those three points, and now you're going to be exposed. And then, obviously, in the second half, I don't, I still, I don't understand what happened to Patrick Mahomes and some of the decisions he was making, especially that. Uh, I almost want to compare him to the the game and um, that Matt Ryan played against the Pats in the, in the Super Bowl. That remember the play where Matt Ryan took the sack and it was like the only thing he sh- shouldn't have done. And, and Patrick Mahomes was running backwards and backwards, and he was where they were in field goal range, and he he ran back like thirty yards and then got sacked. And it was like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? I I uh, had a hard time with that one. I was yeah, it was it was kind of came was, out of nowhere. I've never seen the Chiefs really falter like that since they've been that unit. It was different. Yeah, I I agree. It was it was weird to see, and I just kept waiting for like. Mahomes to just, you know, get one more play, one more touchdown, another field goal. They just kind of put the game away, and it just never, never happened. And I'm, I was surprised that the Bengals pulled it off, honestly. Even when they got, even in overtime, um, Chiefs come out, they get the ball, and you're like, oh, here we go again. They got the ball. Yeah. He's going to go down, score, like put them out of, put the Bengals out like they're supposed to. But it just, it was like, it was like a weird combination of everything just fell Fell right into place. Fell right for yeah. Fell right uh-huh. in place for the Bengals, and they they took advantage of it. So you gotta you gotta give them credit as well. Yeah, and Caleb. I mean, what do you think of this? Like a team that just made the playoffs at the end of the year, then the Bengals, and you were the AFC. You were hosting the AFC Championship game. It was in your house, and you blew it. I mean, they blew it. Yeah, if you're a Chiefs fan, you what you're thinking to yourself is we blew it, totally blew it. This is the last time we saw an AFC playoff loss like this was the Patriots and the Colts when the Colts came back and beat the Patriots but that was at the Colts that was in Indianapolis the Patriots went up early in the first half they came back and beat us but this was at your place 
for me, something is wrong either in that locker room, the coaching, there's some sort of continuity going on. When that kind of stuff happens, I always think something's, something's not right. It's got the, t- the, the year that, uh, sorry, I keep comparing to the Patriots, I'm a Patriots fan, but the year that we got our butts whipped by the Ravens, they came into our house in the first round of the playoffs and kicked our butt. I remember thinking there's a lot wrong in that locker room, and there was. There was so much wrong that year that then stories that came out after. I think we'll see a big adjustment and change, maybe in some players and roster moves that were, I don't know, I just uh, at a loss for words, just because we've never seen it. Like you said, we've always seen the Chiefs have an answer to what they're going through, and they, they bounce back and they make the plays, and the, you know they don't they don't lose like that. I've you know he had like nine playoff wins at that point, and you know has. One Super Bowl well, win, like, and a fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth consecutive game in a row, or yep. something crazy like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. It was just, it's been an unbelievable run so far. But I just think losing to the seed that the Bengals were. I mean, you're supposed to be the big boss. You're the big guy on campus. You you run the AFC right now, and you lose like that at home. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and the other thing, like, I'm I'm not too surprised that like this, that we see Joe Burrow in the Bengals in in the Super Bowl, but I just feel like. I wasn't expecting to see it this soon for Burrow. Like, I, fi- I figured it would take a couple more years. A couple more years, he, yeah. Because he's, he's obviously, like, a super good uh, quarterback, like a crazy good talent. So I think everyone probably expects that he would win a Super Bowl or two. You know, he'd be one of those, one of those kinds of uh, quarterbacks. But it's just for him to do it right now in his uh, Second third year. year. Third year, yeah. Uh, I think th- Yeah, I think third year in the league. He's already – third or second, I don't even remember. But he's – Already in the school, like, that kid has a bright, bright future for sure. He does. And, I mean, the offense clicking. The other part of it is how, yeah, how well the, his offense clicks with him in particular. Running, mixing, running the ball. Even in the third quarter, he's making big plays. And then it, you got Jamar Chase, who he used to play with, and then also Higgins. And, I mean, the GM, and they've done a great job bringing in players as far as the owner and the franchise, not the biggest fan of, but as far as the coaching and the GM, they're doing a great job in, in steering this team in the correct direction, especially getting hot at the right time in the playoffs. And, you know, Joe is just living up to the challenge. And, you know, I see for right. me, like this game, I, I'm i not surprised that the Bengals went, because, I mean, you know, I was rooting for him, obviously. I'm not surprised that they got to it. I was just more surprised that the Chiefs collapsed the way that they did. And I just didn't envision the way that the game went, for sure. Like, I thought I was going to be really close, but not the way it was like a comeback close. So, but do you have any more thoughts on this game in particular? The last thing is just um, the Bengals are going to be around for so long. Like, Joe Burrow is super young. Jamar Chase. Yeah, they get one of the long contracts. Um, Joe Mixon, like, their offense at least is going to be very good for a long time. They need to shore up, obviously, like their offensive line was pretty bad. I think they gave up that game against the Titans that they won, but they gave up like nine or ten sacks in that game. Like they can't, they they can't, can't do, do that, that to Joe Burrow. They gotta, no. And we're going to talk about that more when we get into the Super Bowl talk because I, I definitely agree there. And obviously, I mean, it was very apparent in the, in the game. And hopefully they tighten that up and come up with some sort of scheme that covers it up. But it's going to be very tough against the, the Rams in the Super Bowl. So let's move over to the 49ers versus the LA Rams. Um, this game here, it was, uh, I don't know, like it was a lot of defensive play in the first quarter. There was no score, it was 0 0 back and forth. The game kind of opened up towards the uh, second quarter, and then it was a wild ending, and it was a really good game if you like defense and a little bit of scoring and a little bit of 
a little bit of everything, picks, interceptions. It was it was fun fun game by the end. Um, are you surprised that the Rams came out on top, or were you expecting them to go on to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I definitely had the Rams winning. Um, I know, I know their um, division, division. They're in the same division, the Rams and the 49ers. And I think the 49ers beat them both times this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've actually season. they've actually beat them six times in a row. Yeah, which is their like, last six meetings. Yeah, which is crazy. So they definitely have their number. And even like I think I think the Rams are clearly the better team, but it's just one of those matchup things where you just like you kind of know your opponent in and out and that you just know how to beat them and mm-hmm. the 49ers just had their number but I I like I said I think the the Rams are the better team and that they probably should have won and they and they they sneaked it out I think they got really lucky there was that interception that the, um the 49ers guy basically just dropped a wide open interception towards the end of the game that probably would have sealed it for them yeah um yeah, I'm glad. It would have been weird to see Jimmy G in the Super Bowl again, honestly. So I'm kind of glad the Rams won, not going to lie. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, the story for me here is Stafford 100% going to the Super Bowl oh, is, yeah, is pretty sure. awesome as a veteran. I think that that's a I, – I think I'm going to be pretty happy if Joe Burrow wins. you got that young QB who's coming up, and I think, you know, that's pretty cool. And then obviously – a lot of people are rooting for Matthew Stafford across the country to win because he was stuck in Detroit for all those years. We knew he was really good, but he just was on, is in a terrible franchise in a situation. And now he's in a place where he can really prove himself. And look, boom, year one, he gets traded out of that place and he makes the Super Bowl, which is pretty cool. Granted, he's yeah, got a good defense behind sure. him and all that good stuff. But still, you got to be able to lead your team. And he he's done a great job in that position. And they won that trade for sure, uh, um, yeah. L.A. It was worth, more than worth it. And yeah. I'm definitely in that camp rooting for um, Matthew Stafford. And, yeah, I, I think basically you nailed it. It's just seeing him with the Lions all those years, it's like, what a waste. Like, get him out of there. He needs to go somewhere where he can, you know, do something. And like you said, he's one year out, he's already in the Super Bowl. And just watching him and Cooper Cup is like, how, I don't know how those guys are so in tune with each other, but yeah. it's crazy how, how good they are. They really are. And then even Odell is – gone right into step into a perfect role with them and fit in that role pretty well so i think was odell right about baker mayfield absolutely <laughs> and you know if i if i said anything bad about odell in the past i'm sorry because baker really it proved to me this year that he just he was the one that was wrong obviously and he wasn't i think just odell probably had more of a point than we all thought or you know some of us thought and you know yeah odell was right shouldn't have been yeah. so hard on him because he I can't tell you how seamless he came into the Rams, and he's just played. And the way he was walking around, he walked up to Debo, Debo Samuel uh, after the game, and he was hugging him while Debo was bawling his eyes out. I just like, I don't know, I just liked everything about that whole situation, how he was like comforting him, and he seems like he gets along with like all of his teammates and all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, new place, new city, probably gives him a fresh mind. Stuck in Ohio, I know, I get it. Cleveland's probably like one of the worst cities to be in the NFL, but... <laughs> Yeah, I got to give credit to where credit's due. Odell's done great. And, but for me, so I, I don't want, the, you know, I'm not a Rams fan. L.A. sickens me, you know, big Boston fan. I don't want L.A. to win anything. But I will say Stafford and Aaron Donald, I just think is like a really good role model to look up to if you're an athlete. So I really feel that I'll be really happy for them if they win because Aaron Donald is someone who worked extremely hard at what he does and I think that there's just a lot of people who, I don't know if you ever like listen to Aaron Donald, like when he does his warm ups and stuff like that, how like, 
I don't know. He just puts a lot of effort into things, and he and then he he's not as big as some of like the offensive linemen he goes against. Yet he pushes them around, throws them to the ground, and gets past anyone like in seconds. Like he's just an unbelievable force. I just love his work ethic, and he's like the best defensive player in the league. He took that. It's like I, I remember Khalil Mack. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. Khalil Mack was like the dominant one, right? And now I don't know. He's pretty much like silenced that conversation to where Aaron Donald is all anyone talks about. I can't even remember the last time I talked about Khalil Mack. He's just irrelevant comparative to who's the best defender in the league because I think it's Aaron Donald at this point. He's just so so dominant on that side of the ball and everyone was talking about Mack was just a freak and and I think Donald is like not as big or as undersized as him and he just takes over. So I don't know. Thought it was just the, like I like his story is what I'm trying to say, and I, I like Stafford's story in this as well. So it should be a really cool Super Bowl matchup. I guess we get into the 49ers side a little bit. Um, Jimmy obviously proving again in the big moment that he's not, he can't close out the game. He can't put a play together. He pl- I think he played very poorly in this game. I'm obviously I was I've always been a big supporter of Jimmy Garoppolo. Want him to succeed. He was a former Patriot. He learned under. And and I think he plays really well at times, but he's he's just limited. And their defense played pretty well. Um, they you know, and I wish Jimmy took advantage of that early. And I think that was the only way they were going to beat the Rams, and they didn't. Um, what do you have to say for the 49ers side? Yeah, I think this was Jimmy G's last game with the 49ers, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I definitely think like 100% that he's moving on to a different team because they um, they drafted Trey Lance with the third overall pick, I think. And they traded up to get him. Like, they really went after him. There's no way they're just going to let him sit on the bench no. again for no. another year. So I think it's goodbye for Jimmy G. And I think, I mean, he's he's a game manager. I think that's what he is. And mm-hmm. if he can go to a, a team that has a good defense behind him, solid, you know, play calling and all that, a good running back, I think he'll be fine. Like, he'll be, he'll be back in the playoffs. He's a team. He's a player that can get you there. He's obviously been to the Super Bowl before, so... Super Bowl NFC Championship game, NFC, yeah, yeah. So he's he's good, but he's not he's not that he's not the quarterback like like we saw this weekend with you know Mahomes and Burrow and last week the weekend Josh before Allen. with Josh Allen. Yeah. Like he's not one of those guys, and he's never going to be one of those guys. He's no. just a, he's a game manager, and I think that's what he is. So yeah, I think in Forty ers I think they overachieved honestly, just getting by the getting by the um, the Packers in the first round of the playoffs was. Super lucky, I think. And, you know, now they, I mean, they made it as far as they possibly could, I think. And they almost pulled it off, too, so. Yeah, and I, I, that's why I give some credit to the 49ers is I didn't expect them to be in that spot at all, especially beating the Packers. It's, you know, lucky to be there. And unfortunately, you know, I'm not trying to minimize what they did. I'm actually saying, you know, they did a great job. They took advantage of the situation. They won games. They got hot. But, yeah, I didn't expect them to beat the Rams. But they still put up a big fight. They only lost by three points, you know. And it really came down to that very end of the game. And that's the NFL for you. So the margins are really, really small when it comes to the NFL, which has been great. The divisional round of the conference championships were insanely amazing this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like crazy, crazy. You just can't even pick crazy. which one. We're just like. Oh, do you, oh my gosh! Can you believe this one? Oh my gosh! Can you believe this one? Just got better and better and better. Yeah, it was crazy. But I mean, nothing beats the, the the Bills versus the Chiefs. Oh my gosh, that game was just historic. Absolutely historic. That was. I can't even think of a like better game. I I can't like, think of a better weekend to be honest because oh, I remember yeah, weekend, yeah. the first game. Not that you want to talk about it, but the, the Bengals and Titans, and then it just like it escalated. Like the next game was better, and then the next game was better, and then the, the fourth game was like wow, historic, un- unreal. Yeah, every 
every game that weekend, well, the first three came down to a game-winning field goal. Yep. And then the last one was that crazy overtime game. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was like the best best weekend of NFL playoffs that has ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it has to be. <laughs> that was that was wild. I think I saw something else just like real quick. I think like the total margin of victory between all four games was like less than uh, 13 or 14 points combined. Combined. Oh, wow. For all, and for all four games, which is like never, I don't think it's ever been done. Yeah, the first three games were all by three points. So that's nine. And then it was 42 to 36 on the other side. So yeah, I mean, that's, 15, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's yeah, probably never been done because someone's always probably blown out someone in the divisional round or one by two touchdowns. It's not really a blowout, but it's substantial. So yeah, that's crazy. Felt like it too. <laughs> All those yeah. games, you're on, you're on your toes. You're like, oh my gosh, who's going to win? So really good product this year. Can't complain. Oh, well, so I guess we'll get into our Super Bowl matchup. I guess we're, well, I mean, I'll definitely talk about the Super Bowl next week too as well, but Rams and Bengals, I mean, this, this, this will be a good game. I think that's going to be obviously the two best teams made it to the final and we're going to see a show. The game's in LA. This is the second year in a row um, that it will be played. Like the home team will actually be in the stadium with the Buccaneers last year playing at Tampa Bay and now LA is hosting. Um, in their stadium, so we'll see how this game goes. But I'm excited for it. These, you know, like I said, I kind of like both stories, both sides of it. But uh, I mean, the first most glaring thing that you kind of brought up already is about the my only major concern in this game is the Bengals' offensive line, where I can kind of see if the the Rams are smart, they can let the game get out of control early, and they can they can you know win this game pretty handily. But you know, Joe Burrow could still play well we'll see but I mean that's my first thought is the offensive line can, can they hang with this ultimate defensive line that the LA Rams have and and Von Miller Aaron Donald and, and plenty of other players and Jalen Ramsey on in the corner and we'll see how it matches up but you know what's your early thoughts on the Super Bowl yeah well my first thought is when I see, just see the matchup or just say the matchup out loud Bengals Rams it just sounds really weird to me <laughs> it's like what like, no one, not a single person thought this would be the Super Bowl matchup before no, the season started. I don't think so. It's So, yeah, it's pretty weird. But I just, I think, honestly, I think the Rams are going to be favored. I haven't even looked if they are already, and I think the Rams are going to win. Um, I just think they were here a couple years ago against the Patriots. And there's still some players left on that roster, especially Aaron Donald. He was he was in that game. And I just, I just feel like they're just not going to let this one get away after letting the other one. Um, just, you know, they, I think... That was like a pretty low scoring. I remember that was one of the worst, <laughs> worst Super Bowls, um, as far as like yeah. the game itself. But um, the Patriots ended up winning like a pretty low scoring. Yeah, I had a great game. time. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, I was. I mean, I was glad the Patriots won as well. But it was just. I just remember it being like a low scoring kind of boring game. And I don't know. I just think. I think the Rams are coming out. Are going to come out with vengeance and try to get that win. It was McVay yeah. as well back then. He was a. He was the coach. Yep. Um, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup was still there, so some guys who've been here before and they're, they're just, I think it's their time, their chance, their time to get it. And yeah. Joe Burrow will be back, plenty more times. Probably. Yeah, Stafford's got to let it all out, man. On this one, he's he's got to go. He doesn't know if he'll ever be back here. So. No, yeah, and he's been in the league for a long time. So he's, he's been in the league for a long time. He's been hurt a lot. You know, this is this could be it for him. So he's yeah. got to. The Bengals, they're just like they don't, they don't really know what they, what they what don't the, know. I guess yeah. it's like, 
Joe Burrow's second season, Jamar Chase's first season. Like, yep. All these guys are like, I don't know, it's probably it's not even real to them. Right there yeah, I, that's why I feel like it's either just going to be the Rams winning winning the Super Bowl, the team you expect, or it's going to be some sort of Cinderella story and the Bengals win. So I think it's it should be a good matchup. It's really, if I think if the defense of the Rams dominate, I don't think they have much of a shot. But if it's kind of even keel and the offensive line holds up, then it should be a pretty close game. So, Right, and not to mention the game is in L.A. Yeah, and it's going to be a huge help. It's like a, almost a home game. I'm excited for the halftime show. I don't even know who it is. Who is Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Eminem. It's going to be nice. good. It's all the L.A. characters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all the Huh? West Coast. West Coast. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, th- it should be fun. We'll, we'll probably get more into the breakdown and see, see how things progress next week and talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. But for now, I guess we'll leave it at that. I guess we'll move on to Sir Thomas Edward Brady uh, announcing his retirement and some of the funny things that happened during this. Um, I guess there was a leak or Schefter and some other people, pretty legitimate sources, came out uh, a few days ago saying that Tom Brady was going to retire. And then a couple hours later, Tom Brady Sr. goes to a news reporter, news station, is like, my son has not made his decision yet. And then there was confusion, and then all of a sudden Tom Brady said he wasn't retiring yet. He's still thinking things over. And was it um, to the, yesterday? It was official. He, he may put a post out on Instagram um, and wrote like a whole storybook thing about how he is going to retire and step away from the game. Um, Caleb, what's your first thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement? Man, it's so, it's like really, really weird, I guess. Um, when I first started watching the NFL was in 2000. Like the very first game I watched was that Titans-Rams Super Bowl. That's, that's why I'm a Titans fan today, but... Mm-hmm. That was right, like that next season is when Brady took over for Bledsoe, you know, went to the Super Bowl, beat the Rams. Rams went back to back to the Super Bowl that, those two years. But the Patriots beat him, and, I mean, that was the start of the Brady dynasty, I guess. And basically, like football, my entire life watching football, has Brady has been basically there. So it's going to yeah. be weird to not have Brady next year. And, yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't grow up a Patriots fan, but Brady was – like one of my favorite players, always, always one of my favorite players. So it's gonna, I don't know, it's just gonna be weird. I, he's obviously the goat, greatest of all time. There's absolutely no debate, not even close. You can't, no. you can't even, you can't even come up with an argument. Yeah, I, I love come it. Up with someone else. I love it, man. People, there's still the haters out there. I, I've heard it. You even hear it on the, uh, different people talking about it. They're still like, you know, um, you know, he could, you know, he's definitely one of the top players of all time. Like, come on, seriously, one of the top players. Or are we, yeah, we going to do this right now? Those oh, he's, he's just, definitely he's definitely the best quarterback of all time. That's like, come on now. Let's. Dude, that, <laughs> NFL is all about quarterbacks. Yeah, I know exactly. So it's like, come on now. What, what are you comparing here? But anyway, I, I mean, yeah, I feel the same. That's when I started watching the NFL too. That was, I think, I remember the Packers Patriots Super Bowl when I was like six years old. And my parents had like a party, but do I actually remember the game? No, I remember wondering why the players just kept running into the line. And I kept asking my dad. It was like running backs. And I was like, why do they just run into each other? It's so stupid. And then, <laughs> and then I watched me. I think my first Super Bowl, like I was actually watching and attentive to is watching the Titans and the uh, Rams play. Um, and then obviously the year after that and getting hooked on the Patriots and 
Brady coming into it. Yeah, it will be weird for the first time, you know, since I was 11 years old. Now I'll just turn 32 today. Um, it's pretty cool, but now it will be very strange to not have him in fantasy, see him playing or have him on the field. And it will definitely change the league. It will, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks are probably really happy. <laughs> they have to go through or worry about, you know, Brady being involved. I think it's cool how he played in so many different eras um, of the league as far as different quarterbacks, like early on in his league in the middle going against Manning and then later on playing against people like Patrick Mahomes. Like he spans such a great amount of time and he's proven it a bunch. Like, so like, Kurt Warner era, like beating Kurt Warner and then mm -hmm. beating Manning and then beating um, all the way to Patrick Mahomes where he can, that's kind of like what's really cool about Brady's legacy is like, no, but like even in 10 years from now when Manning, I mean, when Mahomes is playing against some other new kid and he beats him and it's like, well, Brady beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl, kicked his butt. And it's like, he can always say that. Like he spans such a long time and a, and a big amount of players where it's like, like like MJ and LeBron didn't play in the same era or ever play against each other, so it was they never touched each other. But Brady touched like a lot of different players from different um, avenues, which is kind of cool. But um, I guess with the other question I want to ask you about this whole retirement thing, I mean, uh, we noticed we noticed that you know during his whole little speech, um, I wanted to get your raw thoughts. I made sure you didn't tell me, so we didn't pre-plan this. But he know Caleb knows that the question is coming, but. He didn't say anything about the Patriots. Should Patriots fans, like in his little goodbye speech on Instagram about retirement, he didn't put one word about the Crafts, Belichick, or the Patriots. Should Patriots fans be offended by this? Should we be angry and upset, Caleb? What's your thoughts? My, honestly, when I, when I read his statement and I read the whole thing, the Patriots never crossed my mind. I don't know if that's just because I'm not a Patriots fan, so I wasn't like offended by it. I guess to me it was... When he retired, he was he was a Buccaneer. He was not a Patriot when he retired. And um, from what I remember, when he left the Patriots to go to the Bucks, didn't he give like a whole goodbye or farewell to the yep to the Patriots at that time? So I feel like he already did that for the Patriots, and he didn't need to do it again. I guess is what I was thinking. It was just you know he was saying goodbye, and his teammates at that point was the Bucks. It wasn't really the Patriots or Belichick or the Crafts. Like he already. He been there, done that already. So there was no point of doing it again. That was, that was my thought. I know, like I heard from other people, they were upset, they're a little salty that he didn't mention the Patriots. But I guess in your retirement, so I'll play a little bit devil's advocate because I'm on your side for sure. But I guess like, I would say that someone would be like, well, I mean, he's retiring from the whole league. He in the in the little you know thing that he wrote, he talked about his agents. He talked about Michigan football. He talked about um, what's that? The guy who works with him in TB12. Um, forget that guy's name, but he mentioned literally everyone throughout his entire career, except for he didn't mention them. So like even going back to Michigan, like he, he did go back into history and was thanking all these different people that had an impact on his career. So I guess it's like, that's why, like, if you dig into the context of it, it's like, wait, when is the Patriots piece coming? Just like, you know, just a word or two, like, oh, and also want to thank the New England Patriots, Coach Belichick and Bob Kraft and the fans. Right. You know, it's like a, it is about retirement. I get your point where you're saying, but this, for me, I don't really care as a fan. I'm a huge fan, but I don't really care because I know that there's probably other things coming down the line. Like, I know Brady's going to probably come back to Gillette, and there's probably going to be a ceremony for when they do the, the whole um, Hall of Fame thing. And even before that, like, I feel like 
Belichick and Brady will probably be seen somewhere hanging out and they'll be whatever. There's also would probably be maybe even a return at the beginning of this season, like or maybe in the man in the arena, the 30 minute um, specials that they're making on ESPN with with Brady and his production team, which they've already Brady has like put the Patriots like in all of that, like a lot. And I don't know. I think that a lot of people are kind of like over reading it. Like you said, I'm kind of with you on it. I see their side of maybe getting upset, but I also I'm like, I don't really care. It's like, and if he is Salter, he's throwing something in their face. Eh, whatever. You know, we did boo him when he came on the field as a Buccaneer <laughs> <laughs> right. for like a half a second. But I'm with you because I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because it really, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. I, I, I yeah. was just, I was interested to read what he wrote and then I was happy for him. That's it. Right. Because you know what? Could... A lot of people, when he went to, like, there was a lot of people who just followed Tom Brady. And, like, you know, like instead of just, like, not that they weren't Patriots fans anymore, but they were like, I'm going to also watch Buccaneers games now because I love Tom. He's great. There's a lot of fans that did that in New England. A lot. I love Brady. So when you go to, so why are you expecting him to say anything? He, like you said, he's a Buccaneer. So when he retired, it's about Tom Brady. It's not about the Patriots. It's about him. So that's why you followed him. That's why you read his post, because it's about him, not the Patriots. So that's a, kind of my take on it. Right. And I, I guess I, I'm almost expecting or I would hope that, you know, like players like Brady or these, these Hall of Famers, they go and they sign with their, their main team for one day just to retire as like, you know, he'll come and retire as a Patriot or something. I don't know if he's going to do that. I haven't heard anything about that. But I feel like... He probably should do that. that. That was that seems like the right thing to do. Like, yeah. For example, Paul Pierce before when he left the Celtics, he went on to um, the Wizards, the Clippers. I want to say he like moved around a little bit towards the end of his career, but then he came back, signed a one day contract with the with the Celtics just to retire as a Celtic, because obviously that was his main that was his main team and yeah, I think where it's he the, made his name. The difference, the football, like they owned the Buccaneers would have to release him, and he'd have to make sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure did that because it's like a whatever, like I guess over the summer they make. So I heard earlier today I was listening to the radio and they were talking about how like there actually is a way that Brady, if he's playing a strong arm game and he's trying to like power and this is all just not real. <laughs> he's yeah. not really retiring. He all he has to do is wait for the Buccaneers to sign a bunch of players get over their cap like number and then he goes oh i'm gonna come out of retirement and then they have to get rid of him because he puts them way over the cap <laughs> interesting I, I yeah highly yeah i, I highly doubt that point. too but i've heard that one too to sign a one-day contract and i'd love that that'd be really cool if he did something like that but i don't know because he's like technically in a contract with the buccaneers if it's feasible that's the only thing I would say is I don't know because he's like technically he technically had that third year option and he like has to they would have to cut it and he have to like tell them up front. And I don't know how that works either, you know, especially in the NFL. I'm sure it's a lot different than the NBA, but I I would love if he did that for sure. That'd be super, super cool. Yeah, I think that I mean, I think it makes sense. For him. He's obviously going to be known as a patriot like he's not the Bucks things is going to be like a cool thing that he did at the end of his career to get to get one more Super Bowl, but he won six of them with the Patriots. Too. Yeah. So he'll, he'll always be a Patriot for life. And when he, like when he has his hall of fame speech, it's probably going to be 95% Patriots and not. Yeah. That's a bit of bucks. And that's, yeah. that's what it should be. That's, that's why I don't care. Like, it's just like, there's nothing to get wrapped up about. Like he won six of them here. He knows that. 
And if he doesn't want to say something on there, who cares? And he'll do something cooler probably down the road for us, like over and over again. It's it's whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm interested to see like if he gets involved with, um, you know, football like after you know like in, as a GM or a coach or any crazy thing like that. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what he'll do. I'm very curious too what he'll step into. Whether right. he has, I know he has a bunch of like business, and you know, ventures like that, like TB12 and yeah. Autograph IO is another thing that I know he's involved with with all the NFTs and things like that. Can you can you see commentating for him, or you think more of a managerial coaching closer to the uh, game type? Yeah, deal? I don't, I don't know. It's like I feel like honestly, whatever he wants to do, he can do. Yeah, he can do. <laughs> like he just says, "I'm Tom Brady." They'll just let him do whatever he wants. I honestly but, one day hope that we get to see Manning and Brady call a game. I think that yeah, would that be really would be dope. Hilarious. But I, I do kind good announcer. I do kind of th- like Eli and uh, Peyton's show right now. I think that's pretty dope. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I, when that's on, I don't watch the regular Monday Monday Night Football. Yeah. Announcers they're so bad that like I just main the meanings are pretty cool. Yeah, they have a really cool, and they bring in like a third person, and you never know who it's gonna be, and it's kind of fun. It's a fun, yeah, and fun br- way the, to watch. The, the crazy thing with that is they bring in players that like currently play. Like they brought in Brady, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, like Travis Kelsey was there once. It's like. These guys are about to play next week, and they're just over here commentating on other players. It's like pretty cool to see. Yeah, my favorite one was the Rock, the video I sent you. If oh you got, my gosh! If you haven't, hilarious. if fans of the show, if you haven't seen that, go look up the Rock on the on the Manning's breakdown on Monday Night Football. That, that was hilarious. That clip, it's <laughs> <laughs> cracking up. Um, yeah. So, I think that kind of wraps up pretty much everything for football this week. I guess you know the season's winding down. We only got two teams left, and um. Yeah, I guess we can talk a little bit about Champions League. That'll come up. That's coming up in this February. So a little switch over to soccer. We got some big matchups coming. I think we talked about it a little bit uh, last time on the podcast. Uh, we should going forward here. A couple of things that have happened. Obama Yang um, went to who is a former player of Arsenal's now in Barcelona. I don't know how they're signing these players with the amount of uh, financial situation, bad situation that they're in. But Barcelona, you know, got over Torre and Obama Yang. So. I'm not sure how they're doing this, but whatever. Maybe they're just going to go more into the <laughs> crap. Maybe someone's going to buy the team. Who knows? <laughs> and then uh, more reports on Mbappe, Real Madrid, uh, buying him out the summer, um, him going that way, which it, all the roads seemed like he really wants to go there. So I saw... This, Ren- this Ren- summer or this yeah. transfer period? No, this the transfer window closed, I think, um, yesterday. So oh, okay. um, no, this summer. But they can still make the deal now. Even when the transfer window is not open, but he just can't move until the transfer window opens. So right. over the summer, and I'm pretty sure if he goes or if he leaves PSG, he's just going to be leaving on a free transfer because his contract is yeah up. Yeah. That was the whole thing about last summer. Why I think we were saying that if PSG is going to sell him, like sell him now because you're not going to get anything nope. from him in the next year. So nope, they better win a Champions League or else <laughs> it's not going to be worth it. And and now I think at this point. I don't know. No one's going to want to buy him at this point because, like, I think he his heart is set on going to Real, it seems like. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's sure. what it is. So, it's like, if another team comes in and tries to buy him, he's going to leave anyway, I think. So, it's there's no point. So, literally, PSG screwed it up, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, I think at, at the end of this season, he's going to be a, a free agent. Like, mm-hmm. he can go anywhere yep. he wants. Whoever offers him the best contract is, you know, obviously he can go... He's going to go to Madrid. Everybody already knows that. Yeah. Um, unless something crazy happens. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. PSG should have... I think they were, I mean, they wanted to go with Messi, Neymar, Mbappe and try to go for the Champions League. So if the, they win it, then it's the... That's what's going to... I think it's going to be dependent on that. If they win the Champions League, it was worth keeping him. Maybe, not, yeah, maybe he fail. stays. But, yeah. As long as he doesn't go to Manchester City, I will be okay. <laughs> I will be okay. That's, that's all, I, all I ask. But um, who else? Deli Ali went to Everton, which is a really... Awesome. Um, I love Delhi. He he's kind of been disrespected over the past year and a half. I guess he just hasn't been the coaches, managers. I don't know. Like one of the coaches there liked him. He played him a little bit and then pulled back. I don't. I don't know if he's got off the field issues or what's going on. But I just want to see him play. So going to Everton, hopefully he gets a starting role. We can see more of him because he was becoming a star. He was a really good player, and all of a sudden, um, Pochettino, I think it was the guy who's the coach of the PSG now. He was the coach of Spurs, and he just like stopped playing him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just fell out of favor with the manager, but then he since struggled trying to come back in after and you know mesh with them. But I disagreed with it. I thought he was a player and a star on the rise, and they kind of just messed up him a lot. So hopefully he can revive his career in, in Everton. Frank Lampard took over the coaching situation there too, so that will be interesting, especially being a, a Chelsea guy, you know, uh, coaching in Liverpool now at Everton, which is kind of cool. But we'll see, uh, we'll see how that all goes. I hate that team anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we talked about it. This first big matchup, too, even with <laughs> – imagine how easy it will be for Mbappe to make the move because PSG is playing Real in the first game on February 15th. Um, you know, Real comes out. What, what if they win these two games and kick out PSG? I mean, Mbappe's like, see ya. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to Real next season, so it's big for PSG to pull this one out for their own retaining their own player. For sure. And then, um, yeah, I mean, Champions League. It should, it's going to be a lot of game, uh, good games um, coming up here, the first legs, and I think that's going to be very exciting. Uh, NBA Celtics are in ninth. My team is terrible. I don't want to talk about them in the NBA. I don't know. It's just kind of. What are the uh, let me let me check on the Western Conference. So the Warriors are back in it with Clay and Steph in full swing, and they're probably going to be hard to deal with. It seems like the usual suspects. They got the the Jazz and the Sun up there. The Grizzlies. Oh, I don't know. The Grizzlies are sitting in yeah, third. Oh, Jay Ja Morant, right? That that kid's ja nice. Morant. That kid is. That kid is nice. Real. Yeah, he's for real. He's the real deal. Lakers sitting in ninth as well. Wow. I think that's the huge story of the NBA. I've been actually these past couple of weeks. I've been catching up on the NBA more. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's about the Lakers and why they suck and like what's going on and everyone's blaming Westbrook and heck yeah, blaming, put the, co blaming the coach. Take all the, the steam away from the Celtics. Let's go. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just that team. I just love seeing that team in shambles. <laughs> yeah, I hate it's the like, Lakers. I hate the Lakers so much. So it's good to see them in shambles like that. But I just I don't, I'm not really liking the all the Westbrook hate. I don't think it's his fault per se. Like LeBron's still on that team. Do people forget about that? And yeah, what's you know, the AD issue? As well. What's the issue here? AD is, I mean, uh, LeBron's supposed to be, you know, this guy who can play with anyone, you know? Get it together. Yeah, get it together. Get and it together. The other, other guy is obviously AD is on the team too, and he's been hurt, but, you know, that's. He's always hurt. He's always hurt, so that's kind of a reoccurring theme there. He's made of glass. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not like the biggest Westbrook fan, but I don't, I don't think they sh they're just trying to find a scapegoat, and they, it happens to be Westbrook, and I don't think that's right. So the most crazy. I'm looking at the, the stat column here. The Lakers have 24 wins. The first place team, the Suns, have 41. It's, yeah. Just, wow. 
It's really, uh, I hope the Lakers just get. They have that whole playoff. Wow. I, think still, I, th- I think they're still gonna make the playoffs, and they're gonna what play the the Warriors or, or the Suns. The Suns are on fire right now. Yeah, Chris Paul's getting the last laugh right now. Yeah, it's. it's wow, that's I think awesome. The, um, All Star game is coming up. Yep, All Star week weekend. As well. It's always in February, so that will be kind of cool. And that's they do the voting now, so. Yeah, the starters were already announced, and I think they're announcing the, the um the bench the players. Bench players. Yep. I think tomorrow is when they're gonna announce that. And are they still doing the team picks and all that. The two. Yeah, they two do uh, captains. The, the captains are LeBron and Kevin Durant. Still okay. Where the, are the <laughs> is it ba- is it based on votes that they get to be yeah. the captains? Yeah. The top voter on the east and top voter on the west. Oh come on! Oh so, why are we voting for LeBron? Why is yeah, it Steph Curry or Chris Paul being you know the two top? Come on. I think Curry was sec- I think Curry was second if I'm not mistaken. But the starters are um, on the West is LeBron Curry. Um, Andrew Wiggins actually is an All Star starter, which is crazy. Wow. He's, he's having a crazy good year for the Warriors, and then John Morant also made it. Oh as yeah. A starter. And who's the fifth guy? I like can't remember right now. Is it Booker? Chris Paul? Um, no, or is it um, no. the guy from the Jazz? Big dude? No. Do they do this positionally or no? I feel like there's no more positions in basketball. No, they do positions, <laughs> yeah. They do forwards and um, what do you call it? Like two two uh, guards and three forwards, I believe. Okay. That's how they do it. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't remember who the other stars are. But on the, in the, on the East, it's Kevin Durant. And you got Giannis, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and Demar Derozan. Oh, the the fifth guy is uh, Jokic. For the Jokic, yes, that's the guy from the Jazz. The that's Nuggets, what yeah. that's what I thought. For your Colorado, Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I will say that Colorado, they get some good sports uh, spirit. I see a lot of Denver stuff. I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't I, know. I feel like I didn't. Know I've always thought were. Denver to be like a big sports. Yeah, place. they they are, and they even went to. They have this place called Shields out here. It's like a, it's like Outdoor World near the Bass Pro Shop, like but on steroids. It's called Shields, and they got like a huge John Elway statue in there and everything. Like, it's pretty sweet that place. It's pretty cool. They're pretty all about their sports. I was, I'm impressed. And that's not even in Denver. We're in Colorado Springs, so <laughs> I was all for it. It's not Boston, but it's, it's not bad. It ain't Boston when you get off the Logan and you see all the championship banners of the Celtics. You know, it ain't like that. But, <laughs> but it's something. It's something. But anyway, Caleb, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. The conference breakdowns were pretty good. And going to the Super Bowl next week should be really exciting. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you. And got it, man. Oh, one last thing I got to mention before you go. Go ahead. Uh, make sure everyone wish uh, Tim a happy birthday. Oh, Today's his man. birthday. Thank you. Happy appreciate birthday, it. man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Take care. You got it. All right. Bye.